Hey queens, welcome back to the Resilience Junkie podcast. This is Ashley Elizabeth. For those of you who do not know me, welcome. This is a podcast where we talk about all things empowering and badass. From the spectrum of healing, from toxic relationships, to stepping into your power and becoming unstoppable, we cover the whole gamut here at the Resilience Junkie podcast. So Today I want to talk about something more serious. This is a topic of conversation that I hear a lot from my clients in my coaching practice and it's a problem. It is an epidemic and that is how we are able to heal and move forward from a toxic, narcissistic relationship that keeps us stuck in one place and essentially diminishes our self-worth and makes us feel like we don't know who we are anymore. I am intimately familiar, unfortunately, with this experience. For many, many years, I have found that I have created relationships in my life Luckily, I'm not doing that anymore, but for about 10 years, I kept attracting these toxic men into my life that were continuously diminishing my self-worth, telling me that I wasn't enough, um, and I constantly felt like I was trying to be somebody else in order to satisfy their needs, and really what was happening is I was just being emotionally bulldozed, I was being love bombed, I was being told that I was everything, and then at the drop of the hat, I was nothing. And through these experiences and through my work that I did from a personal level as well as in my own practice, I started to realize that this was something, this was a thread that was connected amongst not just not just women, men are experiencing this as well, but especially with women, women were talking about it in coffee shops, at, at yoga class, in like it was just, it was everywhere. And I thought we need to talk about this and we need to get vulnerable. And um, I want to share a little bit about some of the steps that you can start implementing into your life literally today that is going to help you start the process of really coming back home to yourself because that's what this is all about. Anytime that you have toxic energy infiltrated into your mind, body, and soul, there is a process that takes place in order for you to get back to yourself. It's not going to happen overnight. And for those of you that are going through this or have gone through this type of relationship, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's, it's a lot. So let's start at the core piece of all of this that I know is sometimes really, really hard for people to get at, and that is self-acceptance. That is the acceptance and taking responsibility that you experience this. And it's only when you get to that place of self-awareness and you get out of the numbness of what you went through and you say to yourself, this happened to me, but I refuse to be a victim of my circumstances. And this is true for any area of life. I know when life knocks you down or somebody knocks you down, it is so much easier, if you can feel me, it is so much easier to blame 
someone else or an external environment or a situation or it was the wrong time or whatever, instead of just looking in the mirror and saying, I take ownership and responsibility for my happiness because I know that it is an inside job and yes, I am at rock bottom right now and yes, it feels shitty, but I am going to dig my way out and go back to my light. It takes balls to say that and to admit that, but I really believe that once you shift out of that paradigm of being a victim and that does not mean when I say shifting out of victimhood that does not discredit anything that you experienced at the hands of someone that is real and that fucking matters however there's a mindset shift that needs to happen where you consciously are telling yourself that I am going to be a victor all right I am not going to be a victim I'm going to be a victor and make that your mantra you start to create that internal strength and power that allows you to start the healing process. That does not happen until you accept that reality. So that is a really important piece to start with. And I'm, I'm going to be completely transparent and honest right now. I was living in victim mode for way too many years. And I found that it was inhibiting my ability to really be present and also to attract somebody healthy and beautiful into my life for a really long time. And then I eventually did. And he is, was such an amazing human being. And he showed me that it is possible to love again and to find someone that you can trust, that respects and loves you unconditionally for who you are, but in order to get there, you've got to go deep and do the work and love yourself. So that is a whole episode in and of itself. But the first thing that I always tell women in my work is that you need to be prepared to set boundaries because the only way for your healing to start is you've got to be okay with putting up a shield around yourself, an energetic shield, a physical one and an energetic one where you say enough is enough. I am no longer going to allow you to infiltrate my life because until you do that, the pain continues, the trauma bonding continues, the gaslighting continues, the whole gamut of manipulation tactics becomes available to the narcissist because they feed off of your fear. When you set a boundary, that is like a narcissist's worst nightmare. So it's really important that you get to a point and you only know when you're ready, right? You decide when you're ready to set a boundary. Only you. You've got to be mentally and emotionally prepared to disengage because once you do that, then they don't have anything else to feed on. And you'll start to notice that when the boundary is created, they may get more frustrated and angry, but there will also be a level of resistance because that toxic energy, that source from which they have been taking from you is, is gone. So that's important. And might I just add this whole aspect of setting boundaries? It's about learning how to say no. And this is the core of rebuilding your self-worth and your self-respect is saying no. It's saying, I say no to you and I say yes to me. I say no to the pain I say yes to self-love 
And I think one of the most difficult aspects of being in a narcissistic relationship, at least this is really what it felt like for me, is that I didn't believe that I was worthy of anything more than that which I was being given. And it was not a lot. In fact, it was horrible. It was emotionally abusive. And now that I think about it, I'm embarrassed to say that I thought that was love. But I really did. And it, it was because it was toxic. So you got to really... A boundary is like nutrients for your soul, right? And in order to make sure that you are full power and optimize, you have to do whatever it takes in order to remove the toxicity from your body. And that is all about being super picky about how much energy you are allowing into your life that is not serving your highest self. So boundaries is the first and foremost, the most important step that you can take in order to really start this, this healing process from beginning. And I've said it once and I'm going to say it again because I'm a believer in it and I've seen it work in my own life and in the lives of other women is that when you are in a narcissistic relationship, you become a people pleaser to the hundredth degree because you're constantly trying to appease them, right? You're constantly trying to validate your self-worth and be enough and you're just slowly unraveling and losing yourself in the process, which is the worst part of it all. And, you know, oftentimes the reality is, is that a narcissist is attracted to an empath because they're attracted to that love and that compassion and that person that is just going to give everything, right? And so what do you need to do in order to protect your beautiful empathic self? What do you need to do? Because I know from personal experience that being an empath, there's a gift and there's a curse to it. And the curse to it is that you easily attract these types of relationship patterns into your life because they feed off of it. They feed off of all of that beauty and that love that you have to give. And so I don't want you to lose that aspect of yourself and think there's something wrong with you because it's a real mind fuck, if you can feel me, to hear from everyone how special it is to be an empath, but then to be treated like shit, right? It doesn't make sense. It really feels counterintuitive. And so what do we need to do in order to get more into our power and access this place inside of ourselves that is stuck and is begging for our love and this is also known as the solar plexus in kundalini yoga. I talk a lot about this being your power center. And when this area of your body, the chakra is unstuck, you are in your power, you are creating boundaries, you are focused. Doesn't mean that you don't have weak moments, but you are creating an energy that is moving you forward. So... When it is stuck, what do you think happens? It's entirely the opposite. So I'm a big believer in the power of movement, ecstatic dance, uh, deep breath work, any kind of mind-body exercise that allows you to sweat, release, shake, and be surrounded by other high-vision, like-minded, empowering, badass women. I promise you that there is no better way to release toxic energy out of your body than to be ecstatically moving it. 
I have a tagline where I talk a lot in my work about moving with your mess. If you are not willing to move with your mess, you are not willing to heal. Because the only way that you can heal something that someone has created in your life is feeling it. You've got to feel it. And the best way to feel it is to tap into that beautiful body of yours. It allows you to start to unravel pain and in the moment connect more with your highest vision. You in your power. Moving as if you were pure freedom. And that is what you are and that is where you will get. But you've got to do the work in order to get there. I'm a big believer in kundalini yoga. It literally saved my life more than once from uh, life-threatening injuries, from healing from a narcissistic relationship. I cannot talk enough about how powerful it is. So please uh, make it an effort to get on a mat, find an ecstatic dance community, and move the energy. So... That is huge and I don't want to overwhelm you with too many steps right now in this episode because boundaries is big in and of itself. Uh, Movement and releasing toxic energy is a whole other bag as well. But those two things, just if you could just start with those two steps, I promise you that you are going to start to see a shift in your physiology, in your mental state, in your emotional capacity for being connected to yourself. And one other step that I want to emphasize is that it's really, really important for you to forgive yourself. I get really emotional when I talk about self-forgiveness because for years and years, I have not celebrated my process of getting back to myself and instead I have carried a lot of shame and guilt around thinking that I was this strong, empowered woman and how could I allow someone to treat me like this for so long? How could I continuously go back to this type of energy and be treated like nothing and for some reason want and desire that? And the reality is, is because I was living in a fantasy of what I thought could be with these people. And when you stay in that fantasy, that is what ends up keeping you stuck. Because as an empath, you want to fix and you want to love unconditionally and you want to be there for someone and you assume that they can change and that possibly there is a way for you to make things better. And guess what? We cannot change anybody else. People are their own sovereign beings. Do I believe that a narcissist can change their behavior? Sometimes, but narcissistic personality disorder is a very complex disease. It is complex. So it's really important that you educate yourself because I believe that the only way that we start to forgive ourselves is by having these conversations and getting really, really vulnerable with one another. You have to be okay with sharing your story and expressing your truth and finding a community of women whom you can rely on for support so that you know you're not alone in this because you're not. There are so many women in this world that need one another, that are too scared to come forward and talk about these issues because they're afraid of 
a lot of things, whether that's at the hands of a narcissist or they're afraid what other people are going to think or how it's going to affect their lives or their work. And I want to drop this stigma. Self-forgiveness is probably one of the most powerful beginning points because it's only when you are able to forgive yourself that you are able to really start healing the deep wounds and the inner child that is begging you to be seen. You know, that is a whole other episode around how we are going to really heal our inner child, which is a really beautiful deep process of looking at multiple layers of the human condition and the psychology of who you are, which is a beautiful woman that went through or is going through an awful experience, but I want to remind you of something. Every single experience, every low point in your life, every rock bottom is designed to make you stronger and to realize your inner strength and courage. So if you are still struggling to heal from a toxic narcissistic relationship, if you are in one and you don't know how to get out, if you are feeling stuck and depressed and anxious and feeling like you're never going to meet someone again or you're never going to come back to yourself, I promise that you will. It starts with self-love. It starts with creating a really powerful self-love ritual where you make yourself a priority. You make yourself matter because when you are in a narcissistic relationship, he or she literally strips everything away. And I want to help you get back to yourself. And, and the best way that we can do that is to start by setting really strong boundaries, which allows us to come back to our power, to find a mind-body practice and consistently stay with it every single week, two to three times a week, if not more, doing a practice every day where you are connecting to your body intelligence. You are connecting to the mess and you are allowing it to come forward out and through you so that you can make room for the good and step back into your power, reclaim who you are. And I promise you that when you start this process, you're going to start to see shifts. I promise you, babe. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. As always, please reach out to me if you have any questions. Let's start a dialogue. Uh, This podcast is for you to feel empowered, for you to be motivated to make changes because I don't want you to stay stuck in one place. My mission in life is to make sure that you are consistently creating a kick-ass life on your terms. And in order to do that, you've got to be willing to look at the stuff that doesn't feel good and to do the hard work in order to create the life of your dreams and become the woman that you've always desired to be. I believe in you. You've got this. Until next time. Here is to your unwavering resilience in the face of adversity. I love you.